Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Everyone likes me and thinks I'm great in my safe space. My safe space. People don't judge me and haters don't hate in my safe space. Your safe space. Bullyproof windows. I won't hear you in my safe space. My safe space. If you do not like me, you are not allowed in my safe space. Look and you will see there's a very select crowd in your safe space. People that support me mixed in with more people that support me and say nice things. Rainbows all around me. There is no shame in my safe space. My safe space. Only proof windows. I am going to tear down your safe space. I shall slash it with glee. What? Who is that? You cannot stop me from getting inside. I am cold and I am hard, and my name is Reality. Oh no, not Reality. Somebody stop him. I'll take care of him, Jenny. You can't ruin our lives, Reality. Our safe space will keep you out. Rocked, we can face almost anything. But Reality, we can do it. Welcome to episode 154 of the After Lodge podcast, uh, brought to you from the hallowed halls of Google Hangouts, uh, where we've been for, what's it been, like six months now, Bruce? Uh, it's been a while. I don't think it's been that long. Oh, yeah, it's, we're getting close. It certainly, certainly feels like it. Yep, we've, uh, we've been up and down with this platform, but uh, it seems to be sticking. So our next stop on the After Lodge Roadshow has taken us back home again. Um, where you're joined by Brother Jeff, um, who has been hanging around our lodge, uh, which causes us to question his judgment, but uh, he keeps coming back, so we thought we'd have him on the show. Say hello, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. <laughs> we also have uh, um, G-Pack. Oh, is that me? Yeah. Not, it's, past, it's past chat now. Past chat. Oh, past chat. Past chat. I think it's what get I have now. Hey, hey, good evening, everybody. It's good to be back. I was banned from the show for a two-week period, and Harlan finally let me back on. So, well, you, see you, you left me all alone at Lodge, and so uh, 
Jeff and I hung out without you uh, with one of the other guys from the old man table. Uh, I'll let you go through the introductions, but at one point we have to talk about the mutiny that's occurring at Lodge right now that I don't think our new master even knows about. So, Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, we could do that. Uh, I forgot to introduce – well, I didn't actually because he goes last um, – is worshipful for the next uh, 11 months and 20 days, producer Bruce. Counting it down by the day. I've got a giant calendar with the red Sharpie that I put the X on every day. Is, is, is this year over yet? Uh, worst of all, I've got you here. I thought you should know that uh, I went by the lodge on the way home to pick up some paperwork. Was it on fire? Hold on. Was it still standing? Let's start uh, the there. Lodge, the lodge was still standing. Okay. Um, our shed is gone. Uh, well, you know, there's been some pretty torrential rains, and it, it was a bad idea to leave the skeleton of a shed there for three yeah. months. It's gone. Put put it up right yeah. before winter. Are you okay? No, no show stick. And are you serious? The the shed. Okay, gone? hold on, Harlan. Don't answer that yet, Tony. Those words don't mean anything to you. So why should they mean anything to us? <laughs> That's what Harlan always calls it. Are you? No, serious? it's actually it's actually gone. I was over there on the way home. And you mean like, I mean, like gone stolen? Like, like I don't is know. it collapsed or? Oh, you didn't, you didn't turn I, it. Well, out. it was pouring down the rain, so like I pulled around there, and I don't know if like one of the, one of the Grand Lodge boys like moved the, framing back into the back of the the lodge or something to, keep someone else from stealing it, or if neighborhood kids just picked it up for firewood or something. But those winds we had yesterday were no joke. Like, it wouldn't have surprised me if the thing just. Fell to matchsticks. Uh, it's possible. Uh, I, I really didn't investigate it that thoroughly. I thought I would alert you and uh, the guys on Slack and see if somebody knew what was up. So, Jeff, that, uh, that framing for our new shed uh, was up there for quite some time, and then you came along, and now it's gone. Well... That's not my fault y'all didn't finish it. I mean, I'll just left this framing up there for like a month. So It was winter. Hey. Is this the part where I point out that uh, you are, in fact, a security officer and you may have been trying to teach us a lesson? Hey, I, I charge for my services, so if I'm trying, I, I'm not doing any of that. Okay. Well, we've learned our lesson. Can we have the shed back? <laughs> <laughs> I have no room to take your shed. I may have. I was gonna say if, if, if he took that shed by himself, like that's just a pre Like I let him have it. That's that's um that's a feat. Quite well, a feat. You say that until you saw the receipts for the lumber. Yeah, true. I thought all that fell off the back of a truck. No. No, not this one. <laughs> uh, some of the ingles and uh, the footers that we used fell off of a Grand Lodge truck. Uh, but the actual lumber we had to we had to pay for. They have very large trucks. Um, Tony, one of the guys on IRC has apparently dubbed you Ass Chaps as a recommended name instead of GPAC. <laughs> as an assistant chaplain? Is that? I, I don't know. I, I just glanced over at the screen and thought that was worth mentioning. Wait. Where do you see that? that? Nobody said that. The last thing on the IRC. I see it. I, I'm playing a game with him. I'm, I'm playing like a where in the world is Carmen San Diego or whatever. And so I was going to give clues to where I'm at today in my in my location. And nobody's playing. Nobody's. 
Yeah. They, what, they probably the, didn't know it was you. Well, because dumbfounded is playing, and that's it. Looking, looking for Carmen San Diego is actually worth the effort because she was kind of hot. Um, you, on the other hand, <coughs> eh. where's Tony? I don't know. <laughs> it's all in the quality of the clues. Are you leaving good clues? Uh, I'm no. in a state with a lot of vowels. Illinois. Mm. Uh, it's cold, and there's lots Illinois. of corn. Illinois. There's, there's a lot uh, you're, of corn in Illinois. You're, yeah, there is a lot of corn in Illinois. Corn was illegal there, with like everything else that the rest of the country values. It's what they grow in the middle of the corn. That's that's, field, field, that's illegal. Yeah. Um, oh, that'd be Kentucky. Uh, nope. I'm. Um, it's further north. I'm in a cold state with lots of vows. Canada. That's. <laughs> I see what you're yeah, there. We're putting a fence up between us and Canada. That's what I heard. So that's well, you, not, you, that's not part of you us. You heard slightly wrong. There is a fan, fence going up between us and Canada, but we're not the ones building it. We're just paying for it. <laughs> They've got somebody up there complaining about all the immigrants coming in. Yes. After the election, they started pouring across the border. The massive um, influx. Yeah. So now they're building the wall, and they're going to make us pay for it. Hey, hey! I'm not going to get political on you, but right now I'm having a hard time. How do you determine what is fake news? Because if I'm reading fake news, it's not going to tell me it's fake news because then you know. And so, Did you see it from any media outlet that is broadcast on cable? I heard today that or a CNN popularly cited website. Did it originate CNN? from BuzzFeed? Because if so, it's probably not <laughs> yes. true. BuzzFeed is fake news. I learned that today, but so is CNN. So is NBC, um, the Turner Network. Are you, are you talking about the Trump and Russia with the prostitutes and the golden showers? Uh, it's not just that, though. It's a golden shower. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family show, man. <laughs> it's uh, not no, just no, that, though. Anybody listening? Regard regardless of what side you're on right now, it, it's kind of... I don't know who – I don't know – if you're on this side, then everything over there is fake. If you're on this side, everything over there is fake. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm just not believing anybody now. And that's the best way to be because um, generally fake news just means news that says something I don't like. I've um, gotten to the conclusion that when you research it, if you can't find more than one source, it's probably fake. And by more than one source, you have to lump all of the cable news outlets as one source. Because they all just think the same thing all the time. Associated Press. Yeah. Um, I do kind of feel bad for the New York Times in particular. Um, if if these rumors, these unsubstantiated rumors, um, if there's no substance to them, I think they've lost the last shred of credibility they had for anything about Trump. So that means in the future, he really could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and no one's going to believe it because the New York Times covered it. It's it's going to be the the newspaper that cried wolf type situation. I believe the age old internet adage "picks or it didn't happen" um, is 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 going to be the the new standard. Oh, as it was in days of old. Well, no, the big like, story I keep hearing, I'm not sure I want to see picks. So I don't know. I think I think that would be one of the uh, the most popular celebrity sex tape things ever on the internet yes want to see it still no i no it'd be it'd be like a train wreck it'd be one of those things that like you just couldn't avoid going to look for oh, you, sorry that you did, but everybody would do it. 
That would be like seeing my, my hidden sex tapes or something. It'd be like a, a walrus flopping on top. That, that you don't want to see that. See that type Go of stuff. On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what, what if you just put like a giant orange blur over him and just watch the rest of it? Like, would that could 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 somebody do that? Would somebody take the bullet for that and post oh, it? Was, your wife was at the installation, wasn't she? Yes. So she met Bruce's special lady friend? Yes. How does she feel about that? She's real and not blow up. She was surprised, but it, it, <laughs> it, it was a good it was it was, mm. it was a good feeling overall. So 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 she wasn't like let down, she wasn't disappointed. Uh, correct. Okay. Well, and for anybody just, listening not what to I heard. <laughs> just be any, sure go ahead. For anybody on the snooze net Pound Freemasonry board right now. Um, it is uh, correct. I will say correct. Todd is correct. Uh, so, do you want to share for everybody that's not on IRC? Nope. That's why you need to be on IRC. If I can do it, anybody can do it. It's snoozenet.org. <laughs> Snoozenet. They're going to end up buying a Zipa to try to find out where the chaplain is. Zipa, that's, that's that's Happy Z spelled backwards. Yeah, I think that's what you find on SnoozeNet. I'm not going to get to hear that anymore. I've got a um, what do you call it, the satellite radio on my truck. Oh, it's still on satellite radio. I hear. Uh, yeah, it. I hear that commercial all the time, but I'm not going to be able to get it anymore because I I didn't pay my bill. They gave me 12 months when I bought the truck. Well, now the bills due, and then they call me like 15 days. And I, I didn't know it was due because it came with the truck. They call me 15 days later and say you have a past due bill for this month, or we're going to cut you off for like it's almost fifty dollars for like the month. And I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. Well, you know, I'll, I'll pay you like four dollars a month for this for a year. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not. It's not no fifty dollar a month. What you have to do is call them and tell uh -huh. them that you don't want to continue the trial and you want to cancel, and then they will offer you like a four or five dollar a month thing if you pay a year in advance that's what i do uh, every year i call and cancel and then they give me a better rate and then i pay for a year and that is what i will do but yeah it was ridiculous you got lucky my dealer tried to like sneak that charge in on mine because so I, I, I got a free year and uh, after that year like it, it just it kept going and i was like why do i still have this and i called and they're like well you're just paying for it like it's part of your loan payment or whatever and i was like no 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 no, no, no. nobody told me this that is that is some shady stuff fortunately i just happened to notice and yeah i put it into that. auto insurance that's me Maybe uh, it's because you've got a new car. I haven't bought a new car ever, so I, I maybe that's a thing there. <laughs> so they were going to make Bruce pay for the trial period. He didn't even know he's been paying for it. Right. Well, well with the money you make, I can understand how you can miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Making that big government money. Not entirely sure what that means, Harlan. Oh, he's, uh, uh, so what's Tony trying to say with that one? He's he saying you're pulling money. it down as the appraiser's assistant. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about your part-time. So the appraiser's apprentice. Others of us have our part-time gigs that don't pay so well. Anyway, Bruce, before we get into the show, I need to... Are you aware of the mutiny that's, that's occurring oh, yeah. right so, now? So, so tell me about Did, this. Didn't we start the show like five minutes ago? I never know when we start the show. So, um, anyway, 
It seems that your Tyler, <laughs> who I think listens to this show, your your brand new just installed Tyler, yes, has sir. scheduled something. I can't say what it was in case somebody else listens to this, but has scheduled something to occur um, the first meeting in February. Yes, yes, he did, and it has caused my family much turmoil. Yeah. Uh, did you get the invite? I, I, <laughs> I, I guess were... I didn't. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, there's not going to be a, a lodge meeting <laughs> on the first Saturday uh, next month. Uh, or, or, or you're not going to be able to open, maybe. Sadly, we have uh, four fellow crafts. Um, yep. Um, Seriously? Being, yes. Being passed that night. We do. Uh, in fact, so... I meant to talk to him and see if we could move it early. I'm going to need to find out what's going on here. Uh, uh, well, I mean, it'll be you and Bob and I think um, – who else well, did he okay. invite? It, it's going to need to be Mike because Mike's doing it. Uh, yeah, it might be the three of you. I, I don't know. Okay, well, we're going to need at least to... five, Harlan. I know, I know you're new to this thing. Well, I went well, down and, I mean, and looked through the invite list, wasn't I? Like he invited all of his Masonic brothers, <laughs> and so, so except me. So <laughs> here's the secret um, to opening a fellow crafts lodge: you do need five members, but only two of them have to be master masons. The other three can be fellow crafts. Hmm. Not that we have any fellow crafts, except for. Uh, we'll have to borrow some from other lodges. Well, I know what. I except for uh, Kevin's dad. I know what I'm doing now. I'm I'm going to the event because I didn't know there's four fellow crafts. And as, of all the degrees, that's the most boring degree. So that is the only degree I've not seen. <laughs> oh, where oh, is seriously? Riley, and why is he not <laughs> listening to this? <laughs> have you seriously not seen that degree, Todd? I have been through mine, and that is it. Okay. Wow. Well, well, so then you didn't technically see the degree. <clears throat> Very true. Okay, so uh, I guess this is the part in the show where we bring up uh, the real reason that Jeff is here. Well, congratulations. Is... You're now the senior warden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff, Jeff has I'll do junior warden. I might even be able to choke their senior deacon, but I ain't doing it. I was going to say, as it just so happens, I may need a senior deacon <laughs> that night. So uh, Jeff has petitioned the After Lodge Lodge after hanging out with us for a relatively short time. Um, so we will be voting for him at our next state of communication. Um, so his appearance on the show was in no way coerced, um, by the upcoming vote as whatever you say on the show, Jeff will have little to no impact on the number of black balls you received that evening. Little to no. Yeah. That's nice. Um, So (laughs) just a very small amount. The good news is that a uh, plural membership vote in our jurisdiction is three-fourths, not unanimous. So, uh, But given the number of people who might be at Lodge, three-fourths could be one guy. Or one-fourth. You, you know what I meant. <laughs> if there's only three guys there and one of them says no, well, you didn't get three-fourths. Yeah, but of the five, three are apparently not going to be members of our Lodge. So it's just going to be me and Bob. And Bob's math, not going to know who he's voting on. Go ahead, Tony. The math, the math on that, if there's four guys there and one says no, then you got three-fourths. It's yeah, still 75%. And one says no. 
Oh, if there's three, no, that yeah, then that would be a third. And it sounds like there's only going to be two. <laughs> Just being Bob meeting in them. February, mother. You're voting before right, that meeting. Right, 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 oh, right, see, right. he's he's on it. He knows when this is coming up. Uh-huh. Well, if it was just two guys, you'd only have to convince one of them, Todd. You'd just be able to say, hey. <laughs> which, and, and you'd also know if you got blackballed, you'd know who did it. <laughs> that is true. I, I promise it will not be me. It will be Bob. Totally. Um, I would hope not. He was the chairman of my investigation committee. Ah. Oh, he was at that. So, Jeff, uh, the big reason we brought you on the show was so that maybe you could uh, – if you've been listening to the show, you know we always push out the uh, the after lodge method of lodge success. Yep. And uh, how it it helps your lodge become a place that more guys want to be at. Um, since you are joining as a member of a different lodge, um, how much of our our after lodge nonsense uh, was part of your decision to do that? It was actually a large part of it. Uh, the um, one of the primary reasons I originally got into uh, started looking into Freemasonry uh, when I finally joined was I wanted something to do. I would go to work, I'd go home, and so the only people I'd see is people I work with, my wife and son. And I, I, of course, you know, I love my wife and son and enjoy spending time with them, but and I wanted to meet other people and. Um, you know, hang out outside of the house occasionally. I, uh, I got interested in Freemasonry when I was in uh, high school. A guy that was on the fire department with me, uh, I noticed he had the ring, and I started talking to him about it. And had that general misconception of you had to be invited, so I never really said much about it, just kind of waiting for him to say something. He never did. I never for sure knew any Masons, and then a guy I worked with came up one day, almost 10 years later, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a Freemason. Take over the world, blah, blah, blah. So I asked what it took. I, about a week later, contacted my lodge. And that's what I went in for. Um, but uh, the, the, the um, yeah, I like my lodge. I, I enjoy going, but my, I should say my mother lodge now, I guess, since I'm uh, auditioning for a second one. They, um, Oh, it's really awkward because I only see Tony's face. <laughs> uh, they, um, I just had a cool drink part. Stop doing that. It's like the, the after lodge thing at my lodge, though. It's it's minimal. It there is some, but it's it's not been as uh, big as I I kind of expected. There was not as much hanging out and stuff outside of the lodge meetings. It's, you know, once we break, the very, very large majority dissipates quickly, and a handful are only sticking around to finish up specific business. Uh, I've been visiting other lodges for the sake of visiting, and uh, I see the same basic appearance or don't feel as welcomed as you would think. Uh, you know, I've never really been rejected but there's been some that have you know only one person outside of the people that try me or vouch for me will actually speak to me and um then i visited or whoa, <laughs> that. 
<laughs> Whoops. And then you visited our yeah, lot. <laughs> yeah, I visited after the, the um, and lodge, uh, lodge. I, I, I was made to feel very welcomed. Uh, the after lodge effect was there that very first time. It was a you all had a very quick meeting, and I think we were hanging out in the uh, dining hall probably three times as long as the meeting itself was. And every meeting I've been to since, it's been multiple hours where to the point that my wife is getting mad at me because I'm not on my way home yet. <laughs> that is our goal here, yes. <clears throat> and, and this is coming from a guy who works night shift, so. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's saying something. But yeah, uh, Jeff Jeff came and visited and dropped right into the, uh, the after lodge sessions and has been one of the uh he's been among the the I don't really have a term for them but the uh the guys that lock up at the end of the night or morning shall I say so um Fell right a, into place yep you'll have a hard time finding that in many other places but then um in my opinion that that carries over into kind of the the blur of activity that you see outside of lodge night um, because we're all, you know, brothers and also friends. And we have Tony. <laughs> you all have pushed me to the edge, pushed me to the, to the, to the sidelines of your little group. And I'm starting to really get a complex about it. Another four or five years of this, and I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm, I'm kind of surprised uh, you're, you're even on Tony after you weren't at our you know first meeting that you weren't in a chair. I just figured you'd be disappearing and we'd never hear from you again. Some kind of you know one one of those guys. I called and I told <laughs> I, I told I told uh, our traveling <coughs> committee chairman brother that mm -hmm. I wasn't going to be there and he was supposed to pass the word to you why so. Mm. I have got not to do slip that? away for just a quick second, so uh, oh, issues. Uh, I'll be, is, I'm not really going far. Yep, Jeff's actually at work, and I just saw somebody running off behind him, and they just stole the change out of the vending machine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, he's got to got to call the uh, call the other guards. Like you guys handle this. You you damn kids, get off my lawn. <laughs> So uh, no, I was I was a little heartbroken when you you weren't there, buddy. We we sat around with with old Odie um, of all people. Uh, really? Jeff and I and yeah. Odie were the ones on the super late shift locking up. Um, we we got we got deep too. We we covered uh, we covered some stuff about the celestial roots of uh, different religions. Oh man, I I would have loved to have been and, there and got into why. It's so easy for Christians and Muslims and Jews to hate each other, even though ostensibly they share a common ancestry. That was like a very enlightening conversation. Yeah. When you look at it from the lot. celestial body standpoint, at the roots of each of those religions, they're completely different things. And uh, I don't know. I don't remember where, where that came from. It just kind of spun up in the chat like it does after Lodge. Well, um, what do you, what do you mean? Like, well, you mean they're completely different things? I thought we were. I thought it was more like sibling rival rivalry because well, we're all be. kind of 
sprung from the same from the same source. Yeah, but if you look at the celestial roots, uh, the esoteric roots, if you will, of those religions, you have the sun, the moon, and the planet Saturn instead of um, a common celestial body at the roots of other religions. So they, they all share the Abraham ancestry, but when you start digging into the um, stars, if you will, they start to diverge pretty sharply. And, and I don't remember how that came up, but it was fascinating, and you would have enjoyed it. So yeah, I would have loved that. I'm only telling you this. So that you don't leave me hanging again. Oh. Well, <laughs> actually, the next meeting. Uh, well, wait a minute. What's the. No, I'm. Now, okay, wait a minute. No. You're already missing the first one in February. No, I, I think I'm going to be at the next one. This is how it starts. I, I was going to come around after the meeting, and then I thought, nah, you all probably went home early. I never go and home I, early. And then I just thought I should have came back. Harlan is incapable. Like everybody but Harlan could leave, and Harlan would still stay there no, for another four or five hours. That's really happened. One night, Tony came by after he was doing <laughs> something. Yeah, and like, I I had still been there by myself for like an hour because I was punch, punching dues cards and trying to take care of some clerical work. Because uh, I figured, why the hell not? I'm used to being out late on Saturday, and all my stuff is here. So I just dug into it, and then Tony showed up, and then we still stayed till forever in the morning. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I wasn't here on the podcast after uh, New Year's New Year's Day, was I? Oh, I don't think I, so. I screwed up bad. I mean, royally. Um, in, in my travels, I stayed in a hotel that had a floor, and I ended up hurting my back when I, I uneven floors. I stepped down, and an electric shot went up my back, and my back and hip had been Ow. killing me. So I finally go to the doctor over, give it a few weeks, go to the doctor. And like any good doctor, she uh, prescribed me some muscle relaxers. Well, the muscle relaxers did great. Well, come New Year's Eve, I'm not thinking about the fact that I'm on a dose of muscle relaxers uh, that's making me feel good. And so I started hitting the Jameson. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did not realize what good. Yeah, uh, I, I'm at our fair. Uh, the people that we put the fair on for. I'm at their house at a New Year's Eve party, and I'm literally laying on their back deck at about 1030 in 30-degree weather, just brought out, telling everybody, just leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. Maybe uh, you were showing them how it feels. Oh, at about uh, 1130, I made it inside the house. I laid down in the bed, and, then I, and, and, and I was fully alert, but I could not move. Between the muscle relaxers and the alcohol, I just couldn't move. So at about, I heard them going 10, 9, 8, and I was able to get out of bed. I walked into where all the party was going on. I found my wife, two, one. I kissed her, said, Happy New Year. We went, woo. I turned around and went right back into their bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> that was my New Year's Eve. Good times. Yeah. Um, so, I'll just chalk that up to a lesson learned, I guess. Well, so yeah. I know you had a I know you had a fair board meeting with them that I wasn't at. I was out of town. I didn't yep. know if that was brought up or anything by any chance. Um, it was not, but we were in mixed company, so. Oh, okay. Um, also, speaking of fairs, uh, I am going to the National Carney Convention here in town um, Friday and Saturday, one or the other, maybe both. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would like to join the association for $20, you can join me. Well, do we both need to join? Well, you, you have to have, like, you have to be a member to get into the conference, and the membership's 20 bucks. But can I come as, a, as your guest? No. I, mean, I already asked. Is, is the membership per person or is it per organization? No, it's, it's per, per person. Uh, um, although um, you are there on behalf of one particular event. Um, so in my case, it's our, our town's city fair. Uh, but the big county festival will not have a delegate represented. So, and you're not going to represent us while you're there. You're an, no, no. I mean, I so I, I'll be doing the 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 city thing, but I can't. I don't think I can do two events. So, I, I think he's saying that's your loophole, Tony. Yes. What I, what oh. I figured out was you told me this was the Carney convention, like where all the Carnies go. Right. And. Turns out all the carnies go there because this is the association of fairs and festivals or something like that. Um, it's made up of people who run all of these little county and city fairs and festivals, the big state fair. Um, okay. And so they're there to mix and mingle and trade ideas. And so the carnies are all there along with food vendors and everyone else to set up. Like, oh, trading wait a minute. You're going to be there. People. So you're going to be the guy that everybody's going to be trying to kiss your rear end yes. because they want to, oh, okay, I'll pay my $20. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm in. Part of your membership is that your event then gets listed as part of this group. So it goes in their promotional material. They help you with some marketing. And then um, you can take part in like the different business things. I probably won't, but they have all the breakout sessions where they talk about like insurance risks or how to cut costs or how to deal with politicians. Do they, they got a whole big agenda of different things. So do I'm the carnies, sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Do the carnies uh, like dress up for this event? Like do they actually, you know, bathe and wear shoes? And um, from the photos I saw from last year's event, uh, yes, but by dress up, I mean they put on blue jeans without holes shoes. in them. Some of them even wear polo shirts incredible um but you can tell who's like an event delegate because the guys walking around in like collared shirts and ties versus the vendors who were there not as or maybe it's the other way around i don't know i've never been but i'm taking my my fair qualifications to the next level apparently and joining the professional fair association <laughs> sounds like they've got you sold <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I tell you what, though, you get to deal with the same group of people we've always dealt with. The, mm-hmm. the town I'm dealing with has got new mayor, new council people, and they just got a new police chief. I mean, there's nobody there that we've dealt with in the past. So this is. Yeah, well, you I could mean, go to this thing and get a membership and then wear your little lanyard to one of the city council meetings to kind of further the idea that you're some kind of certified specialist in, in putting on these big county events. Mm. Sounds good. Yeah, what like is, what is Todd doing? Todd is talking on the phone. It's important security matters. Talk. Yes. Um, <laughs> I believe we've got a 1472 in progress. Domino's, I called you 37. I called, I, Domino's, I called you 37 minutes ago. It better be free. Hey, how late the donuts were open? <laughs> uh, you know, security, security. We've been on the air for, let's see. Respect my authority. We've been on the air for 32 minutes, and I have not seen him pick up one donut. Uh, he's not paying. Respect my authority. He does yeah, not like Cartman. 
he he knows we're live. He's uh, okay. trying to trying to put on the good show. Okay. Yeah. His his okay. Todd, your new nickname is Cartman. Cartman. He's, he's just now back, Tony. He didn't hear any of that. That's good. Yeah, I didn't hear. That's that's. I'm not sure. <laughs> respect good. respect my authority. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's probably best if you didn't hear any of that. Um. So, did we have a 1472 in progress, or was it a 3040? <laughs> it really wasn't even a security issue. It was more of an administrative issue. I don't get paid. Oh, so it was stuff. the dominoes. So, so the pizza didn't get there on time. <laughs> Tony was right. Good call, Tony. <laughs> This is why you never get on from work. Yeah, I see that now. <laughs> hey, I tried to warn you. It puts the lotion on the skin. Oh, do, do you have like all the security cameras? Is that what you're looking at? No, like, I'm uh, hovering between uh, the uh, Facebook and a couple subreddits. Oh, I, <laughs> It's a tough gig, but somebody's got to do it. Hey, night shift, man. My my that's, dad had that, that as a that, secret forever. Yeah, exactly. Night shift. That is what I spend the majority of my time yep. doing. I guess Facebook <laughs> or uh, subreddit or occasionally I IRC if I can get around the uh, the security blocks. I'll have to teach you how to do SSH tunneling one day. I seen um, a movie one time, and it was about security agents, and uh, I think it was Observe and Report. Is that <laughs> is that like your? Are, 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 do you actually have a nightstick, or do you have mace, or a gun, or? Um, at work, no, but I do have all of the above. But you don't uh, use so, last... so, so you're more of a security monitor. Like you see yeah, something. I, I can I can get physical if I really have to. But oh, you luckily, can. This, okay. This facility, I've never had to. I've okay. just had to uh, kind of stand up, square my shoulders off, and raise my voice. And you've seen me. I'm. I'm yeah. Very yeah. You're large. not. You're not a small man. Um, yeah, your so, size, Tony. Uh, let's, the let's the thing that amused me the last time I had to do it, it's, a, it's really the only time I had to get serious about it here. Uh, a guy about the size of a landscaper. Okay. But probably pushing 60, 65 years old. He was an old dude. Yet, so I mean, he's like, he's preparing to get right up into my face. <laughs> yelling Honestly, at man, let him go like, get a stool. <laughs> like, all right, dude. If, if you really want to push this, you're going to lose. So I just kept walking until he backed out the front door and then just locked the door behind him. <laughs> so, Well, that was kind of an anticlimactic ending there. I mean, I was expecting you to pick him up, push him against the wall. Yeah, next time you tell that story, hand, throw yeah. him through a window or something. Right. I, I don't lay hands on people unless they lay hands on them first. Okay. So I have to point out that – you left out the detail about for him to be in your face means you had to bend over. Well, I he was I said he was trying to be in my face. He he <laughs> wanted to be, but what, what, he's he's up on his tiptoes. <laughs> it, it was um, it was hilarious. I like to see that he's up on his tiptoes and kind of pointing up at you. <laughs> you better step back. Uh, but don't don't uh, don't say the place where you work at. But what specifically are you securing or what are you guarding? It is a. Uh, I'm, I'm mostly making sure that people that get hurt at work don't or have to do drug screens don't attack the staff here when they and they don't get the day off or fail their drug screen or things like that. Oh, ooh, that doesn't sound like near as much fun as 
what I thought it would be. My last posting was a hospital. Um, it, it wasn't as much fun either, but it, mm -hmm. it, it, it had a lot more board? to do. Yeah, no, we, we, we were one of wow. them that uh, we saw plenty of psych patients, but did not have a psych ward at our facility. And You know, yeah. what, what I like is like security, police officers. You don't say like at my location or at my house, or you always say at my facility. The vehicle drove in a perpendicular line into my facility. You know, I would say, well, the damn car hit the house. But well, they're driving a perpendicular did. line with the facility. Well, it wouldn't hit the house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but mm. It's like uh, law enforcement and all that has their own language that they speak. Kind of like Masons. Quite. Yeah, I did. So, um, Jeff. I thought I'd, I'd lay out here on the show um, so that everybody heard me tell you. Um, your lodge is rather renowned for their ability to cook 53-foot trailer loads of fish in a given day. Sounds about right. We don't cook fish at our lodge. Anymore. If you try to start cooking fish. I, say, I believe you used to. Yeah, if you try to start, it's, it's going to go poorly for you. Um, Tony and I will, will do awful things. Uh, I, I'm not going to try to start. Lodge. Hey, my lodge, we, my lodge, my home lodge makes money on fish. After lodge, lodge makes money on breakfast. So everybody's got their own little thing. Yeah, Harlan, Harlan keeps trying to sell the fish fryers. It's like every meeting he's got a new buyer for the fish fryers, <laughs> and I keep saying, you know, Harlan, we, you know, we, we can use them here at the lodge for other things, and he, he's dying to get rid of them just so you, we can you never can, you go can back. deep fry things other than fish. Right. Oh, I know. That's their excuse. That's why I haven't been able to get rid of them yet. So, but yeah, he's constantly, he's got about, I, got, I think I can get rid of them this week. <laughs> Come on, Harlan. Tony, I'm just hoping I'm still around 20, 30 years from now when Harlan tries to bring the fish fry back because the breakfast has stopped working again. <laughs> the breakfast and the fairs have went down. Full cycle as lodges <laughs> are wont to do. So at some point um, when our small town tries to emulate New York City and pass like caloric limits and whatnot on uh, on food service, uh, we'll probably try to bring the fish fry back, kind of like a speakeasy sort of thing, except instead of alcohol, <laughs> it's like multi high calorie dishes well we're not really we're not a we're not a masonic lodge that has a breakfast what we actually are is a building that has a breakfast that a masonic lodge also happens in twice a month so if you see our sign when you come by and see our sign you got breakfast in six foot high letters and at the very bottom right corner says oh and we have a masonic lodge here too Yes, right. I, I, <laughs> that's true. I'll be honest; I've not taken the time to slow down enough to read the sign. No, well, there's two. It's always them. been cold and usually dark since the big sign, since the new sign has gone up. So there, there's two of them. There's the little sign on a pole that talks about our lodge, and then there's the gargantuan billboard that doesn't even mention <laughs> Masonic Lodge anywhere on it. Well, the Eastern Star Star is actually bigger than our Masonic symbol on the, and they yes. had nothing to do with this sign. So we don't know how that happened. <laughs> Oh, I know it's how it Mike. happened. I was there when it happened. Mike did. Oh, Harlan did it then. Harlan. No, my Harlan. objections were made known and overruled uh, by a former member of our lodge, and then the sign showed up, and it looked like it did. And I said, <laughs> I told you so, and we went on about life. Masonic Breakfast, Eastern Star, and a Masonic Lodge. 
Yeah, our, our square and compass is like the trademark symbol at the end of a logo. <laughs> uh, we meet every other S because there wasn't enough room left <laughs> all day in there. And in our jurisdiction, no lodgements on Sunday. So if you're a Mason, you know what that means. Yeah. Uh, it's a. Uh, but we have fun. Right, Jeff? You're not, like, reconsidering, are you? Cause oh, no, definitely not. Definitely. We've already budgeted for your dues money. <laughs> you realize right now we're being nice to you because you're in what we call the honeymoon period? That's that's the period before we receive your dues check. <laughs> <laughs> are you still waiting on it? Yeah. So I'm curious. I don't know about the other jurisdictions, but in ours, if a dual, if you got a dual member, is both lodges have to pay the Grand Lodge assessment on that? Yes. Yes, they do. So wait a minute. Seriously? Uh, yep. I'm surprised the Grand Lodge doesn't promote dual membership more often. Than, they do. Like, That's why they let you join like seven or eight different lodges, whereas some other jurisdictions don't let you have more than like two or three, maybe. Wow. Are you sure about that? That we that both lodges have to pay Grand Lodge assessments? Yes. Yes, I I pay Grand Lodge assessments on all of our dual members. The secretary. I should. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, Cartman has a, has been a Mason already. He's getting a dual membership. So, someday when he gets a fifty year card and doesn't have to pay his dues anymore, he could join twelve different lodges and it won't matter. Okay, I, I didn't know if he got a gold card for, or, you know, he, he got a, the get out of the past. You know what I mean. Um, <laughs> so Grand Lodge assessments don't have to be paid on 50-year uh, members? No. No. Oh. I just so, assumed the Lodge took up that cost after a while. But I didn't know, like, if you've That's been a member for five years, and then you get a gold card from your mother Lodge, do you have to keep going for five more years at the Lodge you dual member did? No. Or does the uh, one gold card protect you across the board? I have for, for years recommended that the Grand Lodge change that approach and say that you don't owe Grand Lodge assessments in other lodges besides your mother lodge. And also 50-year members only get free membership to one of their lodges and have to pay dues for the others. Well, that's what I was thinking. When I, when I get to be a 50, I've never lived that long, but if I got to be a 50-year member, I'd join every lodge in, in the state. I'd yep. be like the only all-lodge member in the state. So I think that's a fair system, and a lot of people assume that that's how it works already. I think the reason 50-year members don't do that is, A, because they don't know that that's how it works, uh, and, B, because they've been in lodge for 50 years they well, probably weren't as excited as everyone else about joining 12 other ones. Well, but they're going to know now. I mean, now that it's going out on the REC, yep. this podcast, now yep, everybody's because our, our podcast has a huge yes. number of 50-year members. 50-year members. Sure, <laughs> literally zero 50-year members listen to this show. <laughs> oh. oh, so I'm in Iowa right now, by the way. Uh, our bluegrass brother figured that part out, but still waiting to, for somebody to figure out what city I'm in. But oh, anyway, yeah, some, no. somebody, somebody got the yeah. state, but the not guy the on city. IRC got it. Um, but, uh, now I forgot. Oh, no, so we hired, making sure Harlan we hired this Sorry. new guy up here and I'm sitting in the office. I've got an office up here and I'm, I'm sitting in the office doing some, cause I had to do a cash audit and an inventory audit on this location. So I'm doing this stuff, can in the computer 
this guy comes by, and he's probably in his 20s, um, mid-20s or so, and he starts asking me about Gallica and how much he really enjoys playing Gallica. Now, do you all even know what Gallica is? Of course. Sorry, game, isn't it? Well, I'm thinking people that are my age know that was the time when Gallagher was out, uh, Pac-Man, uh, Donkey Kong, and all that was big. And so, I have Gallagher on the Game Boy. Well, Gallagher I, and Galaxia. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, yes. I, I, I'm assuming that this 20-year-old something was just trying to relate to me or something. The way he's he's talking. So I looked at him. Are you a gamer? Yeah, yeah, I love games. So you play Gallagher? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, what about Oregon Trail? And it, Anyway, so I was trying to bring up all these old games. You a Pac-Man chat? And he, it, yeah, it, it was just really weird watching this millennial trying to relate to this old person <laughs> the way he was trying to do it. It was just, it was really cool. Well, Gallagher is kind of particular in that it's still, like, you can find that in almost any arcade in a place that has an arcade in this city, especially one of the ones that has, the like, the classics collection. Like, it'll have that and Miss yeah. Pac-Man and Dig Dug on it and a few th- other old ones. I think they've embedded that in other games. I seem to remember when I was playing through StarCraft, the second one, like, the arcade machine in the spaceship had that game on it. Wow, I did. I I, I didn't even know that. Game I play, and I can't for the life of me remember which one it is, but it's Candy Crush. Candy Crush. Um, Farmville. Don't forget Farmville. Farmville. Are you still serious playing Candy Crush, Tony? Me? Yeah. I've got way too much money invested in that game to not get daily thing. As uh, to what? To not not give more money? I've got too much money invested in that game to not make it to the end. What level are you on? The end. Honestly, well. I've actually made there it. There isn't to, an end to that game. That's the no, problem. I have made it to the end, and I had to wait for them to develop more mm-hmm. levels. So you sound like somebody who plays World of Warcraft right now, Tony. Yeah. Be World of Warcraft, y'all. Candy Crush is specifically designed to induce the same feelings as like a chemical addiction does. It yeah, is. It, does. it is. It is designed to do that. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're like addicted to digital crack. It is well, the publisher's clearinghouse I mean, of video games. The problem with that, though, is like you get on Facebook and different things, <coughs> and it talks about, you know, please, please pray for these heroin victims or please pray for these addicts or meth. You never see, like, please, please pray for, uh, you know, Candy Crush victims and all that. So I need a support group. This man lost his <laughs> wife and his home to Candy Crush. How many likes can he get? Yeah. That that used to be a thing, but not with Candy Crush. It was with MMORPGs, um, World of Warcraft in particular. People lost their scholarships and girlfriends and wives well, in some cases. What's wrong with World of Warcraft, Harlan? Nothing, but it's the same thing. Like, it induces that digital crack sensation, and you pay them money every month to keep playing, and then... There is no end. You get to a point where you're just playing while you wait on them to release new content for you to play. Mila Kunis used to play World of Warcraft, and she has actually said in interviews that she had to give it up because she noticed that she was playing it so much it was interfering with her career. It almost cost me some scholarship money in undergrad. Like it was, I had to put it down for the same reason when I realized, holy crap, I've got a serious problem. Yeah, I know more than a couple guys who lost jobs because they were like you know kept going in late or kept calling in or whatever so they could play we went over some friends house you know how you get together with friends and that's not you have your christmas but it's anyway we did a christmas with them it was after the first of the year um 
and anyway, we went over to their house, and their thirty some odd son, who's very pretty successful, he's married, you know, and all this stuff. He was at their house, and uh, my friend Perry looked at me and said that he's on his fifteenth hour of playing whatever game this was. It wasn't World of Warcraft, but it was a MM massive multiplayer game or whatever. And he was in his fifteenth hour. So now, straight, straight. Those kind and of I've done that. Had I've done that. Star Wars Galaxies like crazy. Wow. Yep. I mean, I've done that with Civilization unintentionally. <laughs> um, At least that game has an end. Well, actually, you can kind of keep going forever, can't you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> can you pause the game and go pee or eat? Or? So, which one? World of Warcraft or Civilization? In, in the, or do you just set your just walk all, away? Set all your headset the down? MMO games that you were talking about. Uh, no, you can't pause. The game is run essentially on a server that everybody else connects to, and the the time in that server is always running. There, you know, day and night cycles and all that, and like there's mm -hmm. you just leave the game and come back. Everything keeps going while you're not there. Do you get on with other friends you know, or is it just kind of a random thing? You where... can do that, and more than likely anybody who's been playing for a long time you know, has more friends in that game than they do in real life, but it, it, I like most of those games you can do solo. It's, it's just it's not near as fun. My problem is I seriously do believe I have an addictive personality, and right now I'm wanting to log on to World of Warcraft just to, to play it a little bit. Because it sounds great, but first month's free, Tony. Is it really? But it's free to level twenty now. <laughs> That's how they get you. Oh, it's, it's level free point? for as long as you want to play till you get to twenty. Which, which just so happens to be when you get your mount, isn't that right? Uh, sounds about right. I think they've. I don't know. I think you might start with one now or something. It's been so long since I've played. What I thought it used to be forty, and then they dropped it to twenty. I don't know. I haven't been on for couple expansions now. I discovered Eve Online and it, it was a more balanced addiction <laughs> for a few years. And then I got married and kept doing that. And then my daughter was born and video games and I parted ways. But was it like Pac-Man where if you get killed you gotta go back to level one? Or do no. you just you oh, maintain no. Eve is like that. World of Warcraft's not. You just have to spawn back at a graveyard and start over from whatever place you were at. If you can you replay the levels or do they automatically level you up once you've gained so many coins or whatever, so much health yeah. or life or whatever? Experience points. Okay, so you automatically so you, so when you get to level twenty, you're done. Now you're addicted and you can't just start over. No, no, oh, no, no, like no it goes all the way to like, yeah, like level hundred or I think maybe it's one oh five now. Uh but the, the free trial stops at twenty. Okay, you one more one more question about gaming. I'm sorry, I, I really don't know about this stuff. But a lot of the really younger kids are into Minecraft. I have looked at it and some, and I played it with some. To me, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, you're These asking, little blocks. You're asking the wrong demographic. Like you're yeah, you're talking to for more or less part millennials on this show, <coughs> and Minecraft isn't a millennial thing. It's we don't understand it either. Okay, because you, know, you, you start building with these blocks. And I'm like, what the hell's the purpose of this? But I evidently, tried it. evidently you can get you can level up to where you can really do some neat stuff. But when you first start off, it's just like ridiculous. The the, the neat stuff you're talking about, you can set down blocks that are different colors. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, 
So. See, I grew up on the classics. I like Tetris. When Tetris came out, and, and that is what induced us all to become communist Russians, was the Tetris game. I just thought it was the catchy music. The, the, that, the music is... <laughs> and you, can, you can play Tetris just about anywhere. Everybody knows what it is. Worldwide. Yeah. But I've also learned that the Candy Crush game, Blossom Blast, Candy Crush 2, Soda Crush, I play them all. I've, I've played them enough to where they're all based on algorithms. And there's so many levels, they're not going to let you win. You can't win the way the blocks come out. You have to, you think you're a really great player, you just get lucky, you know. Uh, and basically, I think if you play it and don't play it for a day or two, when you come back, you suddenly mysteriously are able to beat that level. And I think that that's their way of keeping you engaged. If they don't let you pass for long enough, they know you'll quit or spend more money. I think you just described the penny stock market. It pretty much. It's, oh. I did that for a while. So, to the best of your knowledge, how much money have you spent on this game, Tony? Thirteen dollars. Dude, in iPhone terms, that's that's like thirteen apps. Uh, actually, I've spent a little bit more than that because I buy it ten dollars at a time. <laughs> But I'm not going to mention the number out loud because okay. just in All case. Right. I had wife to, might listen. I had, to, right. I, had to, I had to change our iTunes billing to my personal credit card that she doesn't <laughs> see. Because when she would get the bill or the phone alert or whatever, the iTunes alert, that a purchase was made. It's okay if it happens once every couple of weeks. But when she see, like when I got mad and I played it once and wasted everything and i did it like three times in a row so i'm in 30 dollars deep in 30 minutes uh, yeah i knew i had a problem <laughs> it, it, and anyway so now i have i didn't get rid of the problem i just hide it better so <laughs> yeah again so this is why you haven't been lodged you've been binging candy crush uh, and, and um, soda crush, all the other ones i have no row at lodge now it doesn't matter if i come or don't <clears> come there's 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 Stanley is our, is our venerated brother. Um, um, we've got the other, everybody's got a, in our little group, and I'm sure you're going to give Todd here a group, a, a role to play. Everybody's got a role to play. The, the only thing you're doing with me is you're using me as your fair bitch. Um, to, to hey, do all that's, that. that's about what I get used for. And also the dues bitch. <laughs> yeah. You're the dues bitch. And the minutes bitch. I, I received my notice for my due card in the mail, and uh, yep. I'm not paying the extra fifty cents. I told you I would pay you. There, I don't charge an extra fifty cents. That was a Jason thing. Oh, okay. But I would prefer if you came in person to save me fifty cents. I will. I will pay you in what cash, and I, and I will give. I, I will round it up to the next dollar. What are you doing there, Todd? What do you mean? What are you playing with there? The wrapper thing for the cord for my charging cable. <laughs> oh, okay. Because the night's move, the first time you took I, it out of the box. Move your fingers no, away from no. the camera. <laughs> uh, uh, so oh, Jason ahead. would charge, if he, if he had to send out the uh, deuce notices, he would charge you the, the postage? Well, he'd, he'd ask you to pay the postage to mail your card back to you. Instead of coming to Lodge to get it like most guys do. Like you saw some of those guys that came in, some of them didn't even stay for Lodge at our last meeting. 
Several. I saw that. Like that's that's the only time you'll ever see those guys is the first meeting of the year. They come in to pay their dues. They don't even stay for the meeting, and then they're gone. Uh oh. Uh oh. He's busted. His supervisor just walked in. Hey, I, I'm gonna do my shirt, and I'm gonna rub my <laughs> I'm gonna rub my titty against the camera, and they, they're gonna think he's watching porn. I'm gonna talk because when you talk, your voice come, your your picture comes up. So I'm gonna. <laughs> if he didn't have headphones, oh, I would start is... going. Oh, oh. That's ex- you know he's that's probably exactly why he doesn't. He's trying to join our lodge. You right. sit on the fraternal relief committee. If he gets canned because of you, and then you're stuck with deciding whether or not we help him with food. Yeah, <laughs> dude, get a Seems job. Like a conflict I of interest. A, get a job. I had a job. <laughs> you got me fired. <laughs> That's not how this is supposed to work. Taking your boob out on the podcast. Oh man, I missed the duck. Oh. Oh. Oh well. I wanted to seriously. I wanted to talk to Cartman. And what specifically? I know he's kind of addressed it, but what specifically, what does he like? Does he like sitting around and just talking to a bunch of guys to 2 o'clock in the morning, or is it uh, a feeling that you belong, like you're part of a group, or, or what exactly is it? Well, you, you know he can't hear you at the moment. Oh, he's got an earbud in. Maybe he can. I can sort of hear. I could hear talking. I had somebody <laughs> come up and wanted to talk to me. So. Keep hack, restate your question, please. <laughs> we were talking about how excited we were to have you come on board. And uh, how how great a brother we think you're going to be at the lodge. That's good. I'm glad to that hear wasn't that. your question. That wasn't a question, though. Uh, what's you talked a little bit about it about the after lodge experience and all that, but explain it. I mean, what is it? The, is it a feeling of belonging to a group? Because in today's world, in society, you don't have that a whole lot. Or is it you just like to stay up to two o'clock in the morning and talk about esoteric stuff or? What what it was the feeling of belonging, the feeling of being welcomed, accepted. Uh, yeah, it's you know um, the the fact that we you know stay till two. That's you know that's all well and good. Um, it's not frosting on the cake. I I could, I could just as easily go home and uh, hop on my Xbox and you know stay up all night doing that. But mm-hmm. it was just like, like I said, just being welcomed in very easily. Um, just kind of felt like I fit right in. I don't know if uh, you all felt the same way, but it just kind of, especially once it, it got really weird. Once I started uh, actively listening to the podcast, I put, uh, I listened to probably 20 episodes, like within the first couple of weeks after my first visit to after lodge lodge. Cause I had not listened to before that. And I'm probably, <laughs> probably a little over 50 episodes in now. I've gone back to listening to like the really old ones, uh, 36, that range. And mm-hmm. it's like, I just kind of like, honestly, I felt like I got to know you all. And then I'm like, so back <laughs> up, I'm like, oh wait, they don't really know me yet. I know yeah. them from that podcast. Yeah. Well, for I, me, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, well, for me, um, I have to go ahead because you're the master and you told me to go ahead and I have to listen to you. So I'm going to go ahead. Um, what it was for me actually is because I've got different groups that I feel like I belong in, but there's no group that you can go to, in my opinion, in, in our particular lodge. Me and Harlan and Bruce and different ones, we can sit down, and, and you now, uh, Todd, 
um, we can sit down and talk about anything. You know, in, in one week we might be talking about the, the esoteric beginnings of religion. The next meeting we might get into some some book. Or we talk about weird crap, about the speed of light and philosophy. And if you try to talk about some of those things just in general society, nobody wants to talk about that stuff. You, you can't get deep because most people just they don't want to go deep or they just don't know enough to go deep. Oh yeah, definitely. That's or like, if you I, go too deep, they get all angry and start throwing stuff and yeah. using you a blasphemy. And I've never seen that, but I, I've like uh, there've been times where the conversations have come up that like I've, I'll see somebody will post something on Facebook and it has you know, and I'll I'll, tr- I'll mention it to somebody here at work and it'll start a conversation with me and one other person, and then somebody else will walk in and they'll be like, "Oh, well, this is dumb to talk about," and like that, uh, like yeah. the conversation will immediately stop. Right, because like somebody else just happened to walk up, and it's like, okay, well, there went. Well, I, I like the different philosophies where they, you know, what if we're not really here? What if we're, you know, uh, the duality? You know, would God create everything twice? Are we really here, or are we imagine You know, you get into those type of discussions, and the general public doesn't have a clue, or they either think you're you're slightly crazy. You know, that we're, we're just data in a machine, Tony. We we are some kids' really 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 high def Minecraft game. <clears throat> Could be. If if Elon Musk gives a motivational speech on Mars, does the share price go up? <laughs> Those kind of questions. Tony, you just gave me a fantastic idea. I would Harlan, I would like to form uh, an after lodge committee and make Tony the chair. No, I'm not. I, you know, Have you lost your mind? Because. I, you and I, were really the entire internet just heard how much he loves this this after lodge um, banter, if you will. Um, I, I, I and love, all the different subjects it, it, it entails. So maybe he would be the ideal person to put in charge. I, I love our discussions, but I cannot be a facilitator because nine times out of ten, you you totally already are a facilitator. Nine, nine times out of ten, uh, we'll be in in this group. Okay, with Jeff and Harlan and you and just whoever's there. And I think I'm that's the first time the chaplain has actually called me by my actual name. <laughs> that was an I'm accident. Being, because I'm being serious <laughs> right now. Um, nine times out of ten, I'm following the conversation, I'm absorbing it, and I love the conversation. But again, nine times out of ten, I'm following along and I'm and I'm nodding my head and I'm pretending like I'm right there in the middle of it. But you all left me way back there when y'all were talking about Dante or something. I mean, so I'm I'm not as intelligent as most of the guys in After Lodge. I'm not saying I'm stupid. I'm just saying I'm not as well versed in the you know the different details and the literacy and all that of, of everything. That's just those of us that have too much time on our hands and possess a lot of useless knowledge. So you're saying I need to form a white collar After Lodge committee and a blue collar After Lodge committee. Not so much white collar on things like this. It's not so much a. It's an open-minded after lodge committee that is well versed in different things. Um, it's it's not white collar or blue collar. It's uh, somebody that's well read. Uh, if you re- if you read a book on a certain subject and I haven't read that book, then you're automatically smarter than me on that on that particular subject. So. If you ask me about propane, I run circles around you guys. <laughs> but when you get into some of this other stuff, I love it. I love going deep, but I'm not. I'm, I'm more absorbing than I am the the giver. I'm the taker. 
So Harlan or Bruce, or you know what? We've got a new member here. We'll put Cartman in charge of it. Cartman is now in charge of the after lodge. Can we can uh, we can we uh, vote on I, him to be a member I, first? I do not accept the nomination. <laughs> wow, he's already turned down. Harlan, Harlan would you like to explain that? <laughs> yeah, you've been alive long enough to know that that's not how that works. <laughs> if that's how that works, I wouldn't have been the secretary for the past God, how many years now? Four or five. Well, I, I was I was at that election. There 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 was not a lot of time between the uh, those ga gavel hammers after you after you were put forth. So. Or the uh, the installation ceremony when the the secretary and treasurer are are taking their oath of office, and it's to uphold the duties of the office, yada 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 yada, for the rest of your natural life. And yes, that that was quite amusing. <laughs> Fitting. Yeah. That kind of stuff. So, Tony, you gonna uh, tell me about this thing that that Marshall has planned for our. Uh, Multi fellow craft meeting, or do I need to just waylay him? And uh... um, we can. I don't want to talk about it on open, uh, on gotcha. our yeah. open air broadcast. I don't want to bring in the details to it. It involves things that are illegal in about sixteen different states. Because um, if he's bringing strippers to the lodge, you know, just to have him wait till later. It's fine. Okay. Well, the problem is he's not bringing them to lodge. <laughs> They're going somewhere uh, else. Well, and... tell him the shed's not there anymore. <laughs> I think blew away. had no walls, so right. That so how did like, it blow exactly. down? If it was just a frame. Like the wind should have just gone through it. We we were just exactly. gonna screw plexiglass on it. That was like two hundred dollars worth of material and almost fourteen dollars in labor. <laughs> Figure, figuring the Mexicans' wages. So, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Our land, actually, our, yeah. our most forceful landscaper didn't build it, did he? He built it. The other guy. It was uh, the landscaper's oh, boss. Uh, okay. It was chief landscaper. Okay, so that's actually about two thousand dollars worth of labor then. Pretty much. Yeah, it's where our dues money's going. And he even did it himself instead of delegating, so probably more. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was there, and uh, most of us were just packing lumber from the stack over to him, and then he was building the shed, and then saying, "Go get me five two by fours." Okay, I'd say go get my saw. You go get this, and that's basically I, what the rest of us did. I would say if most worshipful Josh is your main laborer, then you're not going to get to delegate much stuff. You're going to have to do it yourself if you want to get it done. You know, I invited Josh tonight. I don't know why he didn't hop on. Because he knew I was coming. He still thinks I'm going to beat him up for taking Are my. He took, he took my gerb. Because apathy's not here. Oh, oh, you missed the funniest thing after after Lodge um, last meeting. Uh, our new treasurer is walking around the desk to go put his apron up, and he walks past Josh, and he grabs him and says, Hey, you say amen. We say so mode it be. And then just keeps walking, and it was the funniest thing I'd seen all week. Who, who told him that? Ray. That went to uh, a Facebook conversation on uh, a Facebook. Oh, yeah, then he went was... home and started a Facebook thread asking if that's how it's supposed to be. But oh, he it did it because he was butthurt. I thought he was asking a real question. I, he well, did it because he was butthurt. I, I don't know. It was just really funny the way that Ray did it. Like, he wasn't chastising him. It was more of a I – don't, I don't know how to put it. it. You just have to know Ray. But it, it was but, hilarious. Well, but, the, but yeah, when Ray gets on you, it's got to be hilarious because Ray doesn't get on you. I mean, it's just kind of well, – He was saying, you're throwing us off. 
<laughs> so Mona B, uh, did I miss it? <laughs> yeah. That's how it's been. Is uh, He says that, and everybody's like, well, me, well. Uh, he knows what to say. Well, Bruce, I wasn't there, so how was your first opening of the um, year? <clears throat> I went okay, I guess. Yeah. But, um, opening and closing went great. The uh, His office staff were dis disorganized and and i don't know what was going on with them but there was a little i think everybody was just so distraught you weren't there tony that nobody really knew what was going on uh josh did the prayer and you know people the old guys were ripping out what was left of their hair and it was like you know it was kind of frayed around the edges but i would say it's probably more because when they came in and then we eat before lodge and they got that last bill at your installation, and they thought we did that all the time. <laughs> and, oh my god! They thought twenty seventeen was, was just going to be like that. Yeah, that was the most food I've ever seen. I mean, you don't go to a Golden Corral and see that much food. I mean, it was more food than I think I've ever seen at any lodge meeting. It was my my home lodge. We just had our installation uh, a few days ago, and I think we had more food at after lodge lodges last meeting. Than we did at our installation. Really? I, I, yeah. That that one giant pot of chili. I think. I know I ate more at After Lodge Lodge than I did at our installation. We had it a was, catered meal. It was good chili. <laughs> it was great chili. It's some of the best I've had in a while. It, it was and funny then, uh, to hear after, the guys who made it talk about it because they were like, "Yeah, we didn't even really know what we were doing. We just walked through the grocery and we were like, that would be good in it. That would be good in it.' And they threw it all in a pot and. There it was. But they were also getting a practice run in for the chili cook-off. That's, that's really what it was. Well, we have, a, we have an internal problem now, though, is that with that much food when you got installed, now the next year when it happens, we have to have as much. And we, we have to we, – you've set There's the no bar. Work. Yeah, you've set the bar. Now how can we outdo that? So, we have to buy more tables to put food on, more burners. Yeah. yeah. Mike's inviting that uh, that guy guy from uh, the Food Network. Guy Fieri. Guy. Yeah, he's gonna help us out. Hmm. We could do that. That could be the first Masonic restaurant. Doesn't he have a restaurant here in town now? Uh, Masonic we do. restaurant. Yeah. No. Uh, guy Fieri. has his whatever oh. that's called. Huh. That's that would all be I awesome. Out there. A Masonic restaurant. Hmm. Did you what? like make all the dishes themed in some way, Tony, or how 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 would this work? I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna eat like the craftsman who built Solomon's temple. So here's some flatbread. <laughs> Get some it, more flatbread. It, on the menu, you would have entered apprentice. That would be your appetizers, your starters. And then the fellow craft would be an entree, and then the master mason would be a list of desserts. You have to earn the desserts. You know, you have no, to work the, your the way through. Would be, the desserts should be titled dependent bodies because you have a choice as to whether or not you want to eat a dessert. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's a good call. And because the desserts have to come from somewhere else because you didn't have sugar at the construction site of Solomon's Temple. So but then, you could get some sugar on your flatbread. But if we did it that way, as soon as they walked into the restaurant, we'd have to be asking them what dessert they want. As soon as they – what dessert? What dessert? Here, have my dessert. Here, have my dessert. No, take my dessert. <laughs> do that anyway. Yeah, and somebody who's already had dessert who gets you to eat the same one doesn't have to pay for theirs. For their dessert. <laughs> if yeah, they can get three people. Yeah. 
And then you tell them you've already had dessert, and they're like, "No, this dessert's pretty good. Just go ahead and have this dessert too. You'll 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 like this. Like that other dessert's fine. This dessert you'll like. Yeah, this Wait. is the real dessert. You'll get the real dessert at this at this. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, would you like the dessert from Scotland? What about the one from York? Oh, yeah. But it could work. Does anybody have uh, anything else cool? going on this week um, I do not <clears throat> everybody is preparing their secret chilies for Saturday yes I have started the process it has begun wait is that this Saturday no yes. it's uh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. two weeks from this Saturday right you're gonna have to remind me it was... or actually I don't honestly remember it's the uh it's the last Saturday of the month. Twenty eighth, right? Yeah, it's the twenty eighth of this month of January. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because huh. it's that thing, and then the jurisdiction's doing its little thing later that afternoon. Yep. Oh, yeah. Earlier, I think. I think the cookoffs after the educational conference. Yeah, one's okay. at eleven. The other one's at three. I forget which one's yep. which. Must be present to win. The okay. Cookoffs at three. <clears throat> well, Santa is going to bring his famous chili, I think, this year. So. Mm. I'm bringing my uh, crocodile, goat, and dolphin mixture, and uh, it's going to be fantastic. <sighs> I'm bringing my appetite. I, I, I think that I think that we ought to charge for votes. It's like not a, a bad dollar, idea. Like a dollar or fifty. Charge, no, charge an entry fee. Charge like you know, not, or not not to enter the uh, the contest, but like the, for like people that don't bring chili, charge you know, like five bucks. Like to be a judge. Fee. Yeah, I'd pay it. Well, because sure. then people are going to have to. If you charge a dollar a vote, you're going to have to think twice about how many I votes you need. Chili, because how many dollars am I going to have to spend to get the votes? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, well, we have to figure out something. No, we typically just take up a. Uh, there's a collection box, and that money we just give to the star. You ever notice, like when you're playing poker with with a group of guys, or you're doing something like that, or or even better, you're driving up to a, a red a red light, and the Shriner's out there shaking his little hat, his fez, wanting some to throw some money in his bucket. That all of a sudden, the 53 cents that you have in your cup holder is the most valuable 53 cents in the world. Now, if you're out and about, you, you don't think anything about going and spending $2 to get a Coke at a restaurant or a gas station or whatever. But when it, when it comes time to do that, that 53 cents you got in that is like, I don't want to give that up. I think, I think yeah, oh, money's no, no. relevant. When I, when, I pass the, when I pass the Shriners or the, uh, the other big annual um, – collection that yeah. takes place in every intersection around that time of year. Y'all know which one I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I specifically keep, for that one, I actually will get a roll of quarters and keep it in my vehicle. For I do that one. That's exactly, that's what I, I used to be. I used yeah. to be one of those guys out there doing those collections. So I Okay. When, when you were doing those collections, I do the same thing for the Shriners. I will reach in and I'll, I'll dig out, you know, even if it's just a handful of pennies, just something. Yeah. When you're doing, I always have, even long before I joined the Masonry. Well, man, when, uh, when you were out there doing those collections, 
Mm-hmm. Did you judge the people like the, the cars that passed you that didn't put nothing in there? You'd look at them. Did you ever judge? I, I, I've done those. Oh, absolutely. Before, and I, I very much did. Oh, and if they had to, but yeah, they the had guy that, compass plates on their car. You judge them yeah. even more harshly. <laughs> yeah. Really? That's why you, I'm always broke into giving money. Yep. You couldn't give me a quarter. Really, buddy. You couldn't, you couldn't spare a quarter, you know, but yeah, I, I used to judge them bad. I get, 20 single bills at the beginning of that season and when they're gone they're gone yeah but that t- works what i would judge is the guy that drives up in the new lincoln or you know mercedes or whatever got the window rolled up tight and will look away from you and you know just act like he didn't see you and then the old ford galaxy on bond tires and smoking out and backfiring that guy would reach in and give you you know five dollars or three dollars or whatever yeah $50 bills, the uh, one I got, and it was from, it was one of those old hoopty looking cars that I didn't expect more than a handful of change, and the dude dropped a $50 bill on. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, I was impressed. When you're out doing those collections, after you get a certain amount of money, like, do you have to collect so much before you're allowed to, you know, get out of the sun? I don't know. You, you, you stand out there and collect. If you fill your boot up, you walk over, uh, dump it, and go right back out it's that's it's not about uh, trying to get so much money it's about just about helping the kids so that's it, what, at least well some people take it more in the, the competition between the individual uh organizations that are doing it that um which i the one i was a member of uh was the leading has been the leading collector for the last like 15 years of running mm-hmm. um but uh, yeah, it's you know, on, on, whenever the bucket was full, dumped, we went walked over to the main, dumped it, walked right back out, and kept going. But we worked in shifts too, so we weren't out there but more than a few hours at a time. Hmm. Sunscreen, water bottles in the each back pocket. Mm-hmm. No, no, I've never, uh, I've never done. Uh, intersection collections for the lodge. I've done it for other stuff, but uh, never for a Masonic function. The, with what uh, Jeff's talking about, the only thing I, I don't that I hate about that is, like you said, you got to get a row of quarters. But there's a couple streets if you're driving because they're at every stop sign uh, or they're at every you know every intersection. Oh, on Saturday you know, around here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and next thing you know, and, and especially if you're gonna have to say you leave the house you have to give them some money when you go through the intersection oh i forgot something now you got to go back to the house you got to drive past them again and then you got to go back out yeah I, i'm out of buck i'm paying the toll to get out of my subdivision so. yep. <laughs> well i live um i uh I, I between my home and work there is the a, a very major intersection a couple blocks away from the mall uh, I'm sure you uh, all know which one it is that the mm-hmm. local department from um, my, my end of town, uh, they hit that one and they will have sometimes two guys per lane mm-hmm. yep. collecting. And it got real awkward because after a while, my roll of quarters didn't last very long going to work every single day, having to drop money. In. <laughs> right. Sometimes that's my, uh, that's my alternate way home when the interstate has a big traffic collision. And there was one time, it was that time of year, and the interstate had some wreck or something, and I thought about going my other way, but I knew they'd be out collecting, and I didn't have any change or cash in the car anywhere, so I sat in traffic on the interstate for an extra hour. 
so I didn't have to drive through there and and be empty-handed with a square and compass license plate wow. or ten dollars worth of gas waiting because you didn't have any spare change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was. I had just got. Uh, I had just got the Infinity, so like I didn't have spare change built up in the little console thing yet. Um, you would have been judged like more from week. that than you would have yeah. in your uh, <laughs> old car. So. Yeah. In your old car, they'd be handing out here, buddy. <laughs> you need some of this. <sighs> Which one are we? Are we talking about the Corolla or the Mercedes? The Mercedes. The Corolla. Oh, yeah. I was thinking well, you've been judging Mercedes. the Mercedes. Well, yeah. And the, and the Corolla, the one that you couldn't keep the hubcaps on? Yeah, I've been no. saying. Yeah, that was the Corolla. I was always missing one hubcap at any given time. <laughs> and at one point, when you had all the hubcaps. We we had actually talked among some of the members of After Lodge that we were go- you had, at one time you had all your hubcaps and we were going to go out there and take a couple off just to mess with you. I missed that car. Yeah. I could still be driving it. I don't know why I ever got rid of it. Well, just it think had you have a. It only had two hundred thirty thousand miles on it. I, I was good for another two seventy at least. Well, just think you would have had a two hundred dollar car with a six hundred dollar car seat sitting in it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, well, just the money I spend in gas and maintenance and whatnot these days. I was like, hmm. I didn't want to replace the AC in the car because it was going to cost like two grand, and the car was only valued at like two grand. And I was like, ah, forget this. I thought you were so mad that the uh, guy at that repair shop ripped you off that you were just done with that car entirely. Oh, well, I was done with that shop entirely. Yeah, that's that's what happened to my first car. I'd had the thing a little under 10 years, I think it was. Uh, at one point, I was meticulous. Like, I was washing it two, three times a week, and it got um, – it, it had some issues. I took it to a mechanic shop, and he had to drop the transmission to fix the issues. And he apparently didn't replace the cap to the transmission fluid. And by the time the realized it was a problem, my transmission had seized up. Yeah, that's a problem. Yep. Yeah. And then I, I got that Mercedes, and the last visit to the auto shop it had, I paid the bill and drove it straight to a dealership <laughs> and bought another car. I walked from the from that mechanic shop to a dealership and bought my second car that I regretted buying. Regretted it even more when my wife totaled it. Well, the person that hit my wife probably, but yeah, I don't know. So it was fun because I convinced my uh, let's see, he was about four, four or five at the time. I convinced my five year old son to every time my wife was driving to tell her, Don't crash, we know you're a bad driver. <laughs> she hated it, I loved it. Oh, my, my daughter uh, gets in the Highlander now and tells my wife, I'm gonna hold the handle, mommy. And like hold the uh, oh crap handle, and lets everyone know that she's holding on to it. It's very funny. I mean, not funny because of the whole rollover crash thing, but it's funny. So, all right, well, uh, fellas, I think we have officially run out of anything related to Freemasonry to discuss. I mean, I'm stretching now to talk about the Masonic license plates on our cars, so maybe time to call it a night. Okay, talking about the Masonic license plates real quick. So when I bought my new truck, I told them I have a specialty plate and I want to keep the Masonic license plate. And they said, no problem. And so I went through the paperwork, waiting for the title to come back, and I get a new tag. And so I don't have my Masonic license plate on my truck, but I carry it under my seat. 
Um, what do I do with that? I, mean, I pay for it. You need to go to the clerk's office and take the plates in and get them to straighten it out. They can fix that there? Yeah, uh, they can, and you're also violating the law by possessing two license plates. So you need to do that anyway. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, don't get pulled over. Well, I mean, you'd have to tell them that you have it under your seat, but... Um, oh, there we go. Yeah, you should just fix it. They can fix it. You okay. take it down there, they'll take the the generic plate back from you and tell you to put the Masonic one on your truck and... Although I don't know how I feel about our our fraternity's emblem being on the back of your Donald Trump mobile. It's worth noting that uh, you can get a replacement when you get the, the fraternal plate. You can get a new one every year just sim by simply asking. Especially if it, uh, if you've got custom and hmm. your lodge number or something like that, they will replace it without charge. And no. A portion of the proceeds from state, you know, Masonic sponsored lot state car license plates goes to the Masonic Grand Lodge, right? Well, it goes in our like state. The it goes to the uh, Masonic villages. Oh, okay. Apparently, you don't have to pay that. You can. It's it's voluntary. Uh, one of the guys at my lodge uh, mentioned that. Well, now wait a minute. If the whole purpose is to support masonry and support, isn't, isn't that kind I of being a jerk? Agree. If you fully, if you ask not to have to pay it, and then everybody thinks you paid it, I mean, well, there are some guys. If they found out that that money went to the Masonic Village, um, the the old folks home there would not. Get they the would not pay the extra. Oh, okay. <clears throat> There's a lot of bitter feelings about our uh, golf course resort for old people here in the in the state. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, Worshipful, are, are we done since it's no longer in my province to uh, call an end to any of our functions? Yes, sir. Why don't you uh, go ahead and take us home? Okay. Well, uh, this is the end of episode 154 of the After Lodge podcast, uh, brought to you from the surprisingly effective stream of Google Hangouts this evening. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Afterlodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Hang out with us on IRC where you would have caught the live stream for this and probably most of the future episodes at irc.snoonet.org. Pound sign uh, And of course, the best place, as always, to find us is the After Lodge and Freemasonry subreddits. So if you're not on Reddit, you are definitely missing out. Go do that today. Till next week, brothers. We'll see you then. Till we meet again.
Pop, 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 poke up, face, pop, pop, poke up, face, ain't nobody. 